This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, certainly you can point to a number of other pieces of legislation that Alberta's NDP government has brought in that have not been popular at all. I suspect this may be the exception. I don't think there's going to be a lot of pushback on this one. Uh, The Alberta government uh, in new uh, consumer protection legislation is going to try to ban so-called ticket bots, automated software uh, that allows users to scoop up large numbers of tickets for big events uh, and to flip those and sell them on resale websites. Uh, So these bots will be banned under this new legislation. The onus is going to be on Ticketmaster and and other ticket retailers uh, to deal with the problem. And what's interesting is if they don't, if they're not seen to be doing their quote-unquote due diligence, they can be slapped with fines of up to $300,000 or even two years in jail. Uh, A lot of people work for Ticketmaster. Who who exactly is going to be put behind bars? So meant to be, uh, I guess, uh, some stiff penalties here. But it does indicate that maybe this is in the power of companies like Ticketmaster to deal with. There are a lot of other things we do online where we have to prove we're not bots. How challenging is this for companies like Ticketmaster to block out these bots? Other jurisdictions had success in doing so. And I mean, are these resale websites? I mean, is that kind of the issue here? I want to get into some of this on the technology side, though. Edward Roberts joins us, uh, Director of Product Marketing with Distill. Distill Networks uh, deals with uh, these kinds of issues, bad bots and protecting uh, web applications. Edward, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me. You know, I think when people think of these bots, it almost you know calls to mind those creepy robots in, in the Matrix that swim around and, and do evil things. But what, what are we talking about here in the context of ticket retail when we talk about bots? Yeah, I think one of one of the things that is 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 important to understand that it's not just a ticketing problem. But even though um, this legislation is focused in that area. Uh, up to half the internet, the, the traffic on the internet today is made up of some bot. So that is not a human. Um, and that is the problem. They're, they're attacking industries, um, you know, as, as, as wide as travel, as, as ticketing, um, as e-commerce. They're doing anything they can in order to defraud um, that, that website and that web property. So um, the first thing I think is understanding that it's much bigger than that. The, there are good bots. You know, Google is a bot if you, if you think of it. You know, the Google goes around and crawls the internet and um, identifies who is, um, you know, scrapes your content and makes sure it's indexed so that people can find it on the internet. That's deemed as a good bot. But there are bad bots, obviously, you know, like you're talking about in this regard, that are doing things that are damaging to the customer experience and damaging to that business. So it's that area that we, we have to sort of concentrate on. It's crazy. And I mean, Distill Networks uh, puts out a, an analysis each year of all of this, that it's almost half and half, that about, I think, 54% uh, is human activity on the Internet. The other 46 is bots. That's a huge number. 
It is. So, you know, so to think it's, it's, it's a problem that is just going to go away with legislation is probably, you know, you know not the right way of thinking about it. it it's it's going to be legislation is one tool that can be used. Um, and, you know, the, the challenge with legislation is, you know, if these bots are in other countries, who are you going to sue? You know, who do you go after? Um, if these bots are, 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 you know, if there's no extradition with that country that they're in, you know, what can you actually do about the problem? So um, it's, it's going to be more tools than just legislation. I think if this legislation makes companies actually consider what the traffic is on their website and makes them care about their web security, it's probably a good thing that they're thinking about, you know, what's the traffic on our website. But it's, it, it's not a, a legislation alone is not going to solve this problem. There's going to be technology improvements and technology things that they can do as well. Well, and I guess it depends how we view the, the ticket retailers and if they, they have a vested interest in addressing this. But is it fair to, to point a finger at them and say you're not doing enough to stop this? Um, I, I think, you know, each one is going to be, you know, have their individual position on what they're doing today. Um, a lot of these companies who sell tickets are also the victim of bots that, you know, they're, they're, they're transacting a large amount of money and they're, they've got bots that are attacking them for other reasons other than just stealing the tickets. Um, they could be trying to log into accounts and steal credit card information. There's lots of ways that bots could be going after them. Um, in this one, you know, you've got this scarce sort of expiring asset of a ticket um, and they're being, you know, grabbed because they're available for a short period of time and then resold. Um, that's, you know, something that they can do there. But are there things that they could do that help the cus- customer experience um, and sort of hinder the bots? That, that's clearly something they should be looking at. Um, but it, it is legislation the only way that they should be looking at that? That's a tough one to answer. Uh, right now, and people have probably encountered what's known as CAPTCHA technology, where you're supposed to prove you're not a bot before engaging in, in a transaction. Um, are, are bots able to get around that? Very much so. Bots are, you know, intelligent bots, or, you know, some people call them advanced persistent bots. Um, they have the ability to, um, you know, enumerate through the various capture and solve those captures in, in many different ways. There are capture farms in other countries that will f- that will fill it out for you in, in, a, in a certain period of time. Um, so capture has definitely got tools, um, you know, and bots, bot operators are smart enough to get around it. So, you know, changing your capture and, and, and adding different capture features and making more sophisticated captures is, is also an arms race. You know, I, th- I think the key part here is that um, there's not one solution to identifying and stopping this. Capture is one of the tools that you can use. Um, but there are some arguments that would say capture is actually damaging to the customer experience. So if you put a capture in the way of a customer, that blocks them from being able to buy a ticket. Um, and so that could be damaging to them. So there, there's arguments on both sides of this where the capture is the right way, but it, it's one tool you can use. Uh, something else has been talked about and putting limits on, on how much, uh, in, in terms of how many tickets can be purchased in individual transactions. I mean, if, if you allow people to buy a thousand at once, then it makes it easier for a bot. But even if there are limits, even if you're only allowed to buy, say, four or five tickets per transaction, uh, if someone's able to, to garner an army of enough bots, I suppose, is, is that much of a deterrent? No, I mean, in terms of, you know, you know, again, that's another tool you could use, but uh, a sophisticated bot operator can make every request look like it's coming from a different machine yeah. um, and, and, and make and use different credit cards on, on those requests. So, um, you know, it's, it, there's, there's ways for a sophisticated bot operator to get around those simple sort of uh, rate limits uh, of tickets per, per request. 
Um, so I, I don't think it's it's one tool that could be used against somebody who's unsophisticated, because obviously there's different degrees of, of sophistication in the bot world, um, but it, it doesn't stop everything. Right. I mean, we could just go back to the era of you go line up at the stadium to buy your tickets in person, but I don't <laughs> think people want to go back to that. Uh, people like the convenience of buying online. So what, what's the answer here? I think the answer is, you know, it's it's the combination of, of tools um, available. You know, I, I think it's technology that that solves it. It's legislation. It's 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 fines. I guess all, all of these things together. Um, it's it's identifying the the person behind the bots, um, and that's probably the greatest difficulty is who are the bot operators, and and you know, because they are just using a tool, a set of computers that are probably sitting up in the cloud somewhere. Um, who who is behind them, and who is running them? is the real challenge and how do you identify that person so you know from a request where they've made um they purchased a ticket and they've done that how do you now go and find the person who actually launched it and that is you know that that's going to take you know from you know telephone and internet operators to technology companies identifying the traffic to um you know to legislation to law enforcement there's a whole group of people who have to be involved here that um helps to solve that problem. I don't think it's one solution. It's going to, you know, there's no magic bullet here. No, that's the important takeaway, I think. Uh, more at distillnetworks.com. Edward, uh, some great insight. Thanks so much for joining us here. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, that's uh, Edward Roberts, who's uh, Director of Product Marketing at Distill Networks. Uh, his boss, uh, Rami Asaid, the uh, CEO of Distill Networks, wrote uh, recently at Recode.net about all of this. And as he points out, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, they've taken steps in recent years to try to get a leg up on bots and should do more. They can ramp up their anti-bot technologies at 100% bot-free as one of the top corporate priorities. It says artists need to pay more attention to the issue, get more creative with solutions. Foo Fighters did that, for example, when uh, the band named its 2015 North American tour beat the bots and made tickets available only in person at venue box offices. The Foos may have thrown the baby out with the bathwater to some extent since online ticket sales remain popular with consumers, but surely artists could come up with other innovative tricks. With a multi-pronged effort that relies on technology and stronger human intervention, getting tickets uh, to a Springsteen show no longer has to be an exercise in bots to run. So is this legislation going to solve the problem? Probably not. Uh, I suppose there are things that can be done. But here's the other side of it. Because not every concert is going to be a seller. Not every concert you're going to see the tickets scooped up. Right? If I booked the Saddle Dome and uh, I announced that I was going to be uh, singing Saturday night at the Saddle Dome, I don't think I'd sell many tickets. If somebody wanted to scoop in with some bots and buy them all, I wouldn't mind. I don't think anybody would because there's no value to those tickets. So to me, and I think, and I've, um, maybe I've been in the minority on this in defending these resale websites and defending that practice. But I think in some cases, when we're looking at supply and demand, one way to address that is to have the price of the ticket reflect what the real market value is. And the reason why there's so much money to be made on secondary websites is maybe because in some cases the tickets were too cheap. What do you make of that? 403-974-8255. What do you make of this legislation? Are we going to be able to beat the bots? Is the NDP going to triumph over them once and for all? Probably not. We'll come back with your thoughts right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.